Roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Muni Radio at muniradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Uh, people now are very. T- She was his second daughter, a father's pride and joy, somebody's mother, brother, best friend, sister, lover, maybe an A1 student running, hiding, taking cover. The women gather crying, tears that fill a million oceans. It doesn't matter where you're living. The women gather crying tears that fill a million oceans. People say, not in this neighborhood. It doesn't happen here. Our kids have everything. Good morning and welcome to uh, Labor and Love Radio. But what about the ones who say this happens every day? Drugs and violence take our children. How much more death can come our way? The women gather crying tears that fill a million oceans. It doesn't matter where you're living. The women gather crying tears that fill a million oceans. Don't you know? Some bullets find their targets. Bombs can take you right on cue. Some men the hands of babies or officials and their crew Claim the brother had a gun, she fit the profile in my book Running, hiding, taking cover, didn't take the time to look Somebody's mother, brother, best friend, sister, lover The women gather crying tears that fill a million oceans Walk with the rich, 
from each other. That's what love is for. Don't you let nobody drag your spirit down. Tag your spirit down.
people can watch while I'm scrubbing these floors and I'm scrubbing the floors while you're gawking. Maybe once you tip me and it makes you feel swell in this crummy southern town, in this crummy old hotel, but you'll never guess to who you're talking. No, you couldn't ever guess to who you're talking. Then one night, there's a scream in the night, and you wonder, who could that have been? And you see me kind of grinning while I'm scrubbing. And you say, what she got to grin? I'll tell you, there's a she. The black freighter with a skull on its masthead will be coming in. Gentlemen can say, hey gal, finish them floors, get upstairs, what's wrong with you, earn your keep here. And you toss me your tips and look out to the ships, but I'm counting your heads as I'm making the beds, cause there's nobody gonna sleep here. Tonight, nobody's gonna sleep here, honey. Nobody. And you say, who's that kicking up around? And you see me kinda staring out the window. And you say, what she got to stare at now? I'll tell you, there's a ship. The black freighter. around in the harbor shooting guns from her bow now you gentlemen can wipe off that smile off your face because every building in town is a flat one this whole freaking place will be down to the ground only this cheap hotel standing up safe and sound and you yell Yes, that's what you say. Why do they spare that one? All the night through, through the noise and to-do, you wonder who is that person that lives up there? And you see me stepping out in the morning, looking nice with a ribbon in my hand. <laughs> and the ship, the black freighter, runs a flag up its masthead and a cheer rings the Ghostly freighter, and them 
kill them now or later. Noon by the clock and so still at the dock you can hear foghorn miles away and in that quiet of death I'll say right now Okay, ladies and gentlemen, mutineers, fellow mutineers, this is the Labor and Love Show and welcome to it. I'm the bee and on this show we remind you that when one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. <clears throat> we beg you to remember that if you don't have a seat at the table, at the negotiating table where you work, probably on the menu and third never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor and when I say labor I mean you this is the labor and love radio show where the labor meets the road labor opinion commentary news history all by for and about people who work for a living the more you say that work for a living, the more sinister it becomes. And today is our celebration of International Women's Day. Um, so it's going to be an all-woman show. Uh, every one of the performers, every one of the musicians and singers... be woman and welcome to it International Women's Day March 8th 
2018 was celebrated in Spain, especially. Millions join Spain's strike. This is the BBC talking now. Women workers in Spain are marking International Women's Day with an unprecedented strike targeting gender inequality and sexual discrimination. Union said 5.3 million women had joined the 24-hour strike, backed by 10 unions and some of Spain's top women politicians. Hundreds of thousands of women have joined street protests across Spain, shouting, if we stop, the world stops. Events marking the day are being held in dozens, dozens of other nations. Okay, what is International Women's Day? When did it start? It grew out of the labor movement, and now it's a UN-recognized annual event. The seeds of it were planted in 1908 when 15,000 women marched through New York City demanding shorter working hours. As we say, most issues are labor-based. Most popular movements are labor-based. That is, working people are the ones who people them and do the, do the actual organizing. It's the Socialist Party of America who declared the first National Women's Day a year later. 15,000 women marched through New York City demanding shorter working hours, better pay, and the right to vote. It was the Socialist Party. Okay, usually in March... Clara Zelkin, one of the original organizers of Women's Day. Her initial idea for an International Women's Day had no fixed date, and it wasn't formalized until wartime strike in 1917, when Russian women demanded bread and peace. Okay, more on that later. At any rate, International Women's Day. So today we're celebrating, like I said, with women singing for us and making their statement, telling the world from their point of view, by the sweat of my brow. Making my living by the sweat of my brow. I couldn't be crooked, cause I don't know how. I've lived in a shack and cooked in a can, making a fortune for some other man. I learned early in life that that was the rule. Every day he gets richer, I get poorer somehow. 
fields of cotton Till my back aches with pain I drill for oil in the cold freezing rain I've walked a million miles Tampoco es que yo exija Ni tierras, ni riquezas Más que estar recibiendo Me gusta regalar Tan solo estoy pidiendo Ojalá comprendiera que estoy desesperada Buscando quien se entregue Como me entrego yo
Uh, Harry, good afternoon. This is Miss Tomlin at her switchboard. This is Lily Tomlin. I, ca- I cannot talk to the press now. I, I said I cannot talk to you now. Yes, the phone company is on strike. Everyone except the executives and me. I'll have that story for you when it's over. Well, in the meantime, just reprint the stories from our last strike and change the dates. (laughs) A gracious good afternoon. Directory assistance, Miss Tomlin on the wire. The business office. That number for the business office is listed in your directory. You don't have a directory. Very well, I will switch you in. The business office will supply you with one. Business office, Miss Tomlin speaking. A new directory? Certainly, they are issued free of charge to our subscribers. Simply flag down any repair truck and they'll throw one to you. You need installation and repair service? Installation and repair service will be listed in your new directory. Can it wait till then? Very well, I will switch you. Just a moment. Installation and repair service, Miss Tomlin speaking. Oh, just a moment, please. At the tone, the time will be 3.23 and 30 seconds. Ding dong. (laughs) Installation and repair again. Oh, by the way, your three minutes are up. Please deposit five cents for the next three minutes. Thank you. That box sounds pretty full. I'll have to get down there on my dinner break and empty it out. (laughs) Now then, how may I help you in the midst of the worst strike in our history? A phone installed? Hold on and I'll check. Winds are from the northwest at 20 knots per hour, whatever the hell that means. Yes, sir, I can give you a black wall model and a blue princess and install them myself tonight after work. Oops, just a second. President's office. No, he is not. No, he is not. In the glorious tradition of telephone company management, the president himself is out in a repair truck guaranteeing service to the community. Very well, I'll switch you to customer relations. Hold on, please. Are you still there, black wall phone, blue princess? I'll be right back. Customer relations, Miss Tomlin at the duty desk. You've just been struck in the head by a directory? I bet you were standing by the side of the road waving your arms, weren't you? Well, how bad is it? Doesn't sound attractive. You better call an ambulance. Directory assistance will give you that number. Are you still holding Blue Princess? Five cents more. I'll be right back. Directory assistance, Miss Tomlin in the saddle. General Hospital? Certainly, but that number is listed in your new directory, the one that just struck you in the head. Long distance, Miss Tomlin, EC. Madrid? Now that certainly is a long distance. (laughs) Just love to do that. Are you still there, Blue Princess? Give me your name and address. Uh Uh-huh. Right, thank you. I'll be out first thing this evening and put those phones in. President's office. Oh, sir, it's you. No, no messages. Oh, but listen, Chief, you've got to be careful where you aim those directories. You winged a woman over here on the south side pretty badly today. No. No, I I don't think anyone knows that it was you. Well, I'll see you when you check in. Times? Give me the city desk. (laughs) City desk? This is Ernestine Tomlin at the telephone company. You know, I think I've got that big story you've been waiting for. I'll be here all afternoon. Be sure you bring a photographer. (laughs) Gracious good afternoon. Dial a prayer. Miss Tomlin in the pulpit.
Jenny Rivera from Long Beach, California. Lily Tomlin we had with her impression of uh, what happens when the telephone company goes on strike. And Nina Simone, the black freighter, uh, the ultimate hate-filled song, the hatred of the people who are exploited at the price of the happiness, you know, to make the uh, other people happy. Hazel Dickens sang uh, The Sweat of My Brow from West Virginia, Hazel Dickens. And uh, it's Happy Women's Day. We're celebrating today with all women show. I want to play something from uh, Studs Turkle. Okay, last week we had a part of Studs, Tur- Studs Turkle's uh, documentary about uh, people and their jobs called Work. Let's see if we can get that up here. Work? Oh, well, I don't work. Well, I mean, yes, I work, but I don't have a job. I mean, well, what I do only matters to three people. All I am is just a housewife. Nothing special, nothing great. What I do is kind of boring. If you'd rather, it can wait. All I am is someone's mother. All I am is someone's wife. All of which seems unimportant. All it is is just my life. Do the laundry, wash the dishes, take the dog out, clean the house. Shop for groceries, look for specials. God, it seems so Mickey Mouse. Drop the kids off, pick the shirts up. Try to lose weight, try again. Keep the troops fed, pick their things up. Lose your patience, count to ten. Right away I'm not too bright What I do is unfulfilling So the TV talk shows tell me every Say that they think it's fine if the choice is mine, but you're not. 
I didn't want to become a housewife like my mother and my sisters. I think I've always known what I wanted out of life. More. <laughs> I was 15. I was sitting in a coffee shop when a friend came by and said, hurry up, I've got a cab waiting. You can make $100 in 20 minutes. We went to a penthouse. The guy up there was quite well known. He wanted to watch two women do it, and then he wanted to have sex with me. <laughs> it was barely sex. He was almost finished by the time we started. It was a tremendous kick. <laughs> I mean, there I was, doing nothing, feeling nothing. And in 20 minutes, I would walk out the door with $100 in my pocket. Just out of curiosity, um, how many of you make $100 for 20 minutes work? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was still in high school. I think of myself as an upper-class working girl. The press calls me a socialite, which is just another name for a well-dressed fundraiser. I began in the 80s. I gave a party in Washington for Nicaraguan refugee children. It wasn't for the Contras, although I'm sure that would have been lots of fun, too. But fundraising is work. It's hard to separate people from their money. It's a marketplace transaction. Somehow I managed to absorb that when I was young. I was a precocious child. Actually, um, I was sort of lonely. I didn't experience myself as being attractive. I didn't look like a Calvin Klein ad. I was bright and I didn't play by the rules. Guys were mostly scared of me. They didn't want to get involved emotionally, but they did want to screw. For a while, I was willing to accept that. It was feeling intimacy, feeling warm, feeling. Oh, the other day, I was riding around New York in a limousine during a hotel strike, and there was nowhere to go. And I thought, now I know what it feels like to be a bag lady. <laughs> Well, you can't pick up every homeless person and bring them home with you. But if you can help by saying something entertaining, you bring a light into their eyes. Maybe that's what the word social light means. You become your job. I've become a hustler. I mean, even when I'm not hustling, I'm a hustler. What you do is what you are. I don't think it's terribly different from somebody who works on an assembly line 40 hours a week and comes home cut off, numb. People aren't built to switch on and off like water faucets. I work in a luggage factory. We make suitcases. The tank I work at is six foot deep, eight feet square. In 40 seconds, you have to take the wet felt out of the filter, put the blanket on to draw out the excess moisture. Wait two, three seconds. Take the blanket off. Pick the wet felt up and balance it on your shoulder. Reach over, get the hose. Spray the inside with copper screen. Turn around, walk to the hot dry dye behind you. Take the hot piece off and set it on the floor. Put the wet piece on the dry dye. Push this button. Inspect the piece we just took off. Stack it and count it. 40 seconds. You 
In the summertime, the temperature at our workstation ranges anywhere from 100 to 150 degrees. I've taken the thermometers and checked it out. I have arthritis in the joints of my fingers, naturally in my shoulder, balancing this wet piece. The hose will sometimes leak and spray back on you. The hydraulic presses leak, so you're slipping on oil. You have the possibility of being burnt every time the hot dye hits that wet felt. Okay, uh, those were excerpts from um, Studs Terkel's documentary, a documentary based on a work of Studs Terkel's called Working. And uh, those were started out with Just a Housewife and then Working Women Monologues. And uh, more next week, an extremely uh, interesting work based on... Uh, story based on people's work, um, sort of treating the world of work that uh, we so often, we so often uh, make invisible. Nobody wants to watch a movie, for example, of someone working at a desk or someone doing farm work. It's not... Uh, rife with uh, dramatic possibility. So today I want to celebrate women in the labor movement. And the way I want to do that is to consult a set of cards, which I was involved in creating, called labor cards. And these labor cards celebrated... Uh, important figures in the labor movement, in the historical labor movement, beginning, say, in the mid-1850s. Sort of the ABCs of the labor movement. And uh, 12 of those cards represent women. Women uh, either formally within the labor movement or informally by supporting it and by taking action against uh, workplace oppression. So there are 12 women that I want to celebrate. And I want to begin with Lucy Parsons. Lucy Parsons recently uh, the subject of a biography that kind of... Um, laid bare a lot of things that people didn't know about Lucy Parsons. Parsons claimed to be Native American, but she was African American. Uh, also claimed Mexican heritage, that's questionable. She uh, left Texas in 1871 with her husband, a white ex-Confederate soldier named Albert Parsons. Um, during Reconstruction, marriage between um, African-American and white people were, were legal. So they got married, but in 1871, with the return of the uh, Southern Bourbons to power, 
when the federal troops were pulled out of Texas, she and her husband left uh, and went to Chicago, where she and her husband joined the fight for the eight-hour day. Uh, Parsons himself, her husband, was arrested in in connection with a bomb that was thrown at a big eight-hour eight-hour rally, rally for the eight-hour day, at a place called Haymarket Square in Chicago. And six people were arrested. Eight people were arrested. The famed Chicago Eight, the first Chicago Eight. Um, one of them was Albert Parsons, one of her, uh, Lucy Parsons' husband. So she became a leader in the movement for the 40-hour week, collective bargaining, equal pay for equal work. Parsons said, the strike of the future is to remain in and take possession of the necessary property of production, which later came to be known as sit-in. Parson was... Uh, admonishing people to do this uh, way before the uh, citizens in in uh, Flint, Michigan. So Lucy Parsons, uh, the Chicago Police Department, she was such a great orator. She was such a great uh, um, she had charisma. She was kind of the face of the movement, Lucy Parsons. She broke with other radical women over feminism. She and um, you know she was not a big feminist. She believed in anarchy in an anarch state where workers uh, ruled. Lucy Parsons. So she's who we're going to celebrate to begin our celebration of women in the labor movement we started with lucy parsons the second person that i want to celebrate is a woman who lost all her children four children and a husband in the great chicago fire in 1870, uh, some died of typhoid, some were burned to death. Hellman's name was Mary Jones, Mary Harris Jones, known now and forever in the labor movement as Mother Jones. She was Irish, uh, came to the United States, came to the United States in uh, 1850, uh, traveled around the country speaking on behalf of workers, fiery, inspiring speaker. Mother Jones, in 1903, led a parade of children to the summer home of President Theodore Roosevelt at Oyster Bay to protest the terrible conditions of child labor. She led a parade of children to demonstrate in front of Theodore Roosevelt's house. Didn't, didn't make much difference to Roosevelt. Uh, he did come out, he didn't come out to meet her. 
She was active in the Blair Miners strike, actually the Blair Miners revolution in 1921, but advised the miners to give up their their armed struggle and negotiate with the government, which they did to mediocre success. Mary Mother Jones, the song She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain was written for Mother Jones, died in 1930. So we honor Lucy Parsons. Let's listen to uh, Radio Labor. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, March 9th, 2018. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, women unionists fight for equal rights on International Women's Day. How Mozambique is refusing to recognize the country's public sector union. The creation of a powerful new union in Australia. The Labor Start report about union events around the world. And singing, we're union through and through. This is Radio Labor. All over the world on Thursday, March 8th, women unionists held marches and demonstrations to demand respect for equal rights, something which the labor movement fights for every day. Seamarie Ainsborough reports. International Women's Day, March 8th, is a day set aside to assess the progress of women as they struggle for their human rights to be respected, fairness in the workplace, and an equal role in determining the future of humankind. That's the central message of the organization which represents working people at the world level. The International Trade Union Confederation, the ITUC, represents national union centers such as the AFL-CIO in the United States and the Ghana Trades Union Congress. These centers include 176 million workers in 162 countries. Sharon Burrow is the General Secretary of the ITUC. In a recent panel discussion held in Davos, Switzerland, she was asked about the future of women in the workplace and society in general. If you build a future that actually doesn't include women as equals, then we are going to create more of the same and it's unsustainable. It's unjust, of course, it's immoral, but it's actually unsustainable. When you look at the fact that, you know, women in the workforce, if they were there in equal numbers, the growth that everybody's seeking and the productivity would be achieved like that. If you invested in care so that women could, in fact, join the workforce to get decent jobs in care and a 4% dividend for men from the infrastructure and services spin-off, then we'd be changing the world. And that's not even going to the fact that uh, despite that it's the importance of equal numbers of CEOs and board members, in the world I come from, Every indicator shows that progress for women is stagnating. And I meet the women, like Yeshi in Ethiopia last week, paid $20 a month in a textile industry, which is the next wave of low-cost, low-tech manufacturing in an old uh, world uh, production cycle. 
And that's disgusting, you know? Our companies could pay four times that, and they'd pay less than Bangladesh. And you all know the story of Bangladesh. And of course, women are the face of uh, domestic slavery. They're the majority of uh, women in the informal economy. No minimum wage, no rights, no rule of law. So we've got a lot of work to do. Ms. Burrow was asked about the rise of powerful men, such as Donald Trump. The rise of the alpha male mm. has unleashed a wave of misogyny that's not new. Mm. We fought for us, a very young woman in the 70s, but we fought for the legislation, the sex discrimination commissioners, the, you know, the rule of law, the, the reporting of businesses. But what we didn't do was fight the silence. And that allowed a power of intimidation and bullying that's mm -hmm. perpetuated it. What I say about women, and I'm, I'm delighted about the Me Too piece, because it does allow people to speak out. But we have to have a bigger message than that. Women have power. What we don't need is male leaders or male uh, CEOs or male trade union leaders or whatever institution to tell women they can have power. We need to make sure that women's voices are heard. It is often the case that governments have to be forced to provide their workers with the capability of joining unions and bargaining collective agreements. But even when they relent and pass legislation to allow for unions, they can find ways to hinder the process. Take Mozambique, for example. Mozambique is a country of about 29 million people in Southeast Africa. In 2014, after years of pressure from the labor movement and the UN International Labor Organization, Mozambique finally passed legislation legalizing unions in the public sector. But it has been making the registration of unions and collective bargaining very difficult. I talked to Tichona Fambisa about the situation in Mozambique. Mr. Fambisa is the Southern Africa Project Coordinator for the Global Union Public Services International. The PSI represents some 20 million public sector workers who are members of 700 unions in 163 countries. I asked Mr. Fambisa to describe the labor union law Mozambique adopted in 2014. According to the government, the purpose for passing this law was to deepen social dialogue with the trade unions as partners. Up to 2014, there was no law regulating trade unionism in the public sector in Mozambique. And because of that, a trade union could not legally operate in the country. So what the law basically does is to provide a legal framework within which trade unions can be formed, registered, and operate. Is the law being effective? Are there problems implementing it? The law has some problematic causes, and I'll just um, give you a quick rundown of dozens. The first one is the law makes no provision for strikes in the public sector. It says there has to be a specific law yet to be promulgated that has to create a legal framework for strikes in the public sector. So in essence, Strikes are illegal in the public sector in Mozambique. And then number two, the law prohibits a number of categories of workers in the public sector from being covered by the law. However, the greatest cause for concern with the law are the cl clauses which refer to the registration of a union in the public sector. Article 37 of the law says an organization can be constituted into a trade union 
we need a representative of a number of workers and state agents. That is not less than 5% of all workers and state agents. Article 10 of the law says, the application for registration of a trade union should be accompanied by a nominal list of trade union members with an indication of the institution in which the worker rendered their services, date of birth, residential address, ID number, employment card number, and a notarized signature. So with an estimated workforce of about 325,000 workers in the public sector, you are looking at the union providing 16,000 notarized signatures. This is what is creating the problems for the union. The Australian labour movement is about to get nationally and globally stronger with the merger of two of the nation's most militant unions, the Maritimes Union of Australia, the MUA, and the Construction Union, the CFMEU. The new union, not yet named, will have about 144,000 members. Paddy Crumlin is the National Secretary of the MUA and the President of the International Transport Workers Federation, the ITF. One of our policies of the ITF is to continue and consolidate a movement of affiliates across the supply chain to build bigger and more effective unions. I wanted to share with you the historical day and the great celebrations we're having to form a new union here in Australia. So the Maritime Union of Australia, representing dock workers and seafarers, port workers, is coming together with the construction workers, the mining workers, the forestry, textile and manufacturing workers, to be able to give real tooth and meaning to supply chain organising, to hubbing, to working with the other transport unions here in Australia, the other affiliates with inside the maritime sections, whether it be fishers, inland waterways, dockers, seafarers, to get together with road transport and, and rail transport, urban transport, and build a community of interest, a determination that we can use the four levers we can continue to organise around workers' capital. We can continue to make sure the fundamental infrastructure isn't at the exploitation of workers, casual workers, precarious workers, many of the things that we're seeing at ICTSI, many of the things at Chevron, many of the things that we're doing with Unilever, many of the things that we've seen at XPO and on and on it goes. We're building a new union here in Australia it's a historic moment for us. The Maritime Union of Australia is formed in 1872. But it's the same union, it'll have the same identity, it'll have the same strength, and that strength will be directed towards looking after our members, other members of the union, and international workers. Not only with the ITF, but international workers all relying on the supply chain. This is the way forward, workers coming together workers fighting together, workers standing together. One of the unions merging in Australia is the Construction Union, the CFMEU. It not only knows how to represent workers, it knows how to produce a great union song. Try it 
is unfair But we will always be right in there Fighting for better pay and conditions It's always been our tradition Where the CFMEU And our members who won't be screwed Yeah, we're proud and strong International labor news you can use. Radio Labor's newscasts are available on its website, Facebook, iTunes, Union websites, and community radio stations. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Labor. I'm Mark Boulanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. Okay, that was our Radio Labor World Report. Uh, Of course, the big news here, and we'll get to it right now, the big news here in the United States is the amazing victory by West Virginia teachers in gaining a 5% raise with uh, no major change, I guess, to health care costs. That's all going to be... Negotiated. This is Labor Notes. West Virginia teachers declared victory with a 5% raise and returned to their classrooms today. That would be um, Wednesday. They're organizing in their 13-day strike. Not only forced the legislator to w- legislature to raise their rock-bottom pay, It backed off corporate-based education reformers on a host of other issues. Charter schools and anti-seniority bill preventing payroll deduction of union dues. The teachers' unions say they've seen big upticks in membership. On health insurance, tomorrow the governor will announce the members of a task force (laughs) Watch out, teachers. Charged with figuring out a long-term financial stability plan for the state fund that covers public employees. Activists plan to target members of the task force next. Not only did West Virginia teachers win a 5% pay raise for themselves, They got a 5% pay raise for all public employees in West Virginia. Supreme Court, take note. 
Coming in June, the Supreme Court is going to hand down a decision on an anti-union, anti-teachers union, anti-public employees union uh, plaint uh, called the Janus decision. So I hope they're watching here. Um, how did they do it? Well, uh, it just seemed like they were amazing. They, they had done their, their homework, right? They had done their homework and they had organized in the community. They had made, made their issue one that the other people in, in, who are not teachers shared. That's cost of health care. So, teacher strikes are unlawful in West Virginia. State law does not provide for collective bargaining, and public employees have no legalized, re legally recognized right to engage in work stoppages. Yet legality has a way of drifting into the background when workers organize en masse. During the high point of the 60s and 70s public sector strike wave, when millions of government workers were involved in work stoppages, unionists had a slogan, there is no illegal strike, just an unsuccessful run. If the strike was strong, if the cause was just, and if community support was robust, harsh penalties were rarely imposed. After years of pent-up grievances, teachers in West Virginia felt there was no other option but to strike. They had little to lose and much to gain. At any rate, check it out. It's uh, on the Labor Notes page. Other things about the West Virginia strike were that they went out asking for, requesting, demanding 5%. Uh, the union made a deal for 3% and 4%. The union, the rank and file rejected both those and decided to stay out on strike. So this was not only a, an illegal strike, it was a strike that defied its union leaders. Now, it's going to have to get to be so union leads are on the side of the workers, right? They're supposed to be there for them. At any rate, uh, a huge victory for the labor movement. And uh, West Virginia kids will be the better off for it. We'll see what happens now. There are situations developing in Kentucky and in... Um, and in Oklahoma, similar conditions to these, where teachers are just so squeezed, there's nothing they can do. They, they have nothing to lose, like the article says, uh, by striking. Okay, let's see. Honoring two more women. We began by honoring Mary Mother Jones, then Lucy Parsons, Emma Goldman, 
Emma Goldman, 1869 to 1940. During a political argument with her father, 17-year-old Emma Goldman emptied a pitcher of water on a visitor's head and left home. The argument was specifically about the Haymarket quote-unquote rioters that we referred to uh, when we talked about uh, Lucy Parsons. Uh, a man came to have dinner at the Goldman House and made several disparaging remarks about the leaders of the strike and the whole issue of the eight-hour day. And Emma emptied a, a pitcher of water on his head and walked out. For the rest of her life, she traveled all over the U.S. and Europe, working and speaking tirelessly for women's rights, for women's liberation, and for a society free of poverty and injustice. In her magazine, Mother Earth, she called for reproductive rights and an end to the draft. After she was arrested for opposing World War I, she asked, we don't have democracy here, how can we fight for it in Europe? She was banished from the US, deported there some, by some weird idea that uh, she would want to go live in Russia. Haywood was deported as well, Big Bill, we got him another time. So Emma Goldman, and then Helen Keller, this is something that tends to surprise a lot of people that Helen Keller was a radical anarchist um, and very active in the struggle for social justice. Of course, we know her uh, because of the film and the play, The Miracle Worker. Majority of mankind is ground down by industrial oppression in order that the small remnant may live at ease. Though blind and deaf, Keller learned to talk with the help of her teacher, Ann Sullivan. She went on to become a world-famous speaker and writer for peace, women's suffrage, the right to birth control, and strong unions for workers. Helen Keller realized that medical conditions are caused or made worse by poverty. Ain't it the truth? If you've got something bothering you and you don't have money to pay the doctor or you don't have a health plan you can really afford, you tend not to go to the doctor. So it gets worse. Keller helped start the American Civil Liberties Union and in 1912 joined the IWW and wrote many papers for the IWW paper. The movie The Miracle Worker is about her early life where she's, uh, as a, a young girl, she's this kind of crazy little monster who goes around who everybody kind of tolerates but you know ignores and hates anyway Helen Keller struggle for social justice <laughs> I was just a little girl, skinny legs and pressing curl. My mother always thought I'd be a star. 
to Lauren Hill uh-huh. Made sure that I never go uh-huh. too far uh-huh. yeah. Every ghetto, every city uh-huh. And suburban place I've been Make me recall my days uh-huh. in the New Jerusalem you know. uh-huh. Story starts in Hooterville. Hooterville Grew up next to Ivy Hill When kids were stealing quarter deals for fun Watching kids show off the stolen ones Every ghetto, every city And suburban place I've been Make me recall my days In the New Jerusalem You know it's hot Don't forget what you got Looking back Cents and a nickel. Springfield Lab had the best popsicles. Saturday morning cartoons and kung fu. Main Street roots tonic with the dress. A beef patty and some cocoa bread. Move the patch from my leaves to the tongue of my shoe. Remember, Freeland Heisen used to have the bomb leather Back when Doug Fresh and Slick Rick was together Looking at the crew, we thought we'd all live forever yeah. You know it's hot, you don't know forget what you got you know Looking back, looking back, looking back Remember when Hawthorne and Chancellor had beef? Moving records was on Central Ave. I was there at dancing school. South Horn Jab at Ball and Pool. Unaware of what we didn't have. Writing my friends' names on my jeans with a marker. July 4th races outside Parker. Fireworks at Martin Stadium. The untouchable PSP All the crazy niggas Me and Coffee got away through Irvington Hillside brings beef with the cops Self-destruction record drops And everybody's name was Muslim Sensations in 88 Attracted kids from out of state And everybody used to do the wop Jack, 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 jack your jack, body. Now the Bismarck used to amp up the party. I wish those days they didn't stop. Every ghetto, every city, and suburban place I've been. Made me recall my days in every city. You know it's high. Don't forget.
Pensamiento. Y al verme tan sola y triste cual hoja al viento, quisiera llorar, quisiera morir de sentimiento. Nakajika yori nuñununikakuri. Oh! 
kandi nakha kanuininderiro devi nakha hikai ari natu kani kandi hakundau iniri haiyo maturi nunda disotachi kundiri ndairi kuniri kuri hanina kani Happy Women's Day to you. That was uh, Leela Downs with her rendering of the classic Mexican song, Canción Mixteca, about someone who's far away from Mexico and who misses it so much. Uh, He wants to cry. He wants to die. He feels it so bad. And then Joni Mitchell before that turned me on. I'm a radio. And Lauren Hill, every ghetto, every city. Certainly, Lauren Hill, one of the most intelligent singers around. Uh, people wait for uh, her work. You know, they're waiting around, hanging around, waiting for it. Hello, Solina. This is the B, and we're running down women labor heroes today. Our next one is Rose Schneiderman. Rose Schneiderman. Rose Schneiderman, born 1882, came to the U.S. from Poland in 1890, as did so many, so many, many young men and women from the Eastern Bloc, Eastern Europe, including my grandfather and his, his kids. In 1909, she, she, well, she went to work when she was 13 and helped organize her factory and became a leader of the International Lady Garment Workers Union of 20,000, a strike demanding safer working conditions. Several factory owners complied, but some did not, leading to the terrible Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire in 1911. Rose Schneiderman campaigned for women's justice and became an advisor to Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt during the New Deal. And Matilda Rabinowitz, also the subject of a recent biography by uh, Robin Henderson. Matilda Rabinowitz, born Taba Gitel Rubinova in Litin, Ukraine. Matilda Robbins immigrated in the U.S., the U.S. in 1900 and joined the Socialist Party. She also began to work at age 13. In 1912, the International Workers of the World centered textile mills in Little Falls, New York, to lead her first strike. The following year, she was briefly jailed in Detroit as a wobbly organizer of the first auto industry strike. 1912 against uh, Chrysler, I believe. A single mother by choice, she found employment as a social worker in Los Angeles, where she remained. Deeply committed to personal autonomy, economic justice, and social equality, 
She died in Oakland on her birthday, 1963, Matilda Rubinowitz. Okay, you're at the Woodstock Festival. Everybody's getting high. Everybody's running around doing what they're doing. And someone has the awareness to realize that this is all a workers' movement in disguise. This is the working people, the future working people of the United States in their last kind of revolt against... uh, the lives that await them. Joan Baez. Sing one more song and we'll have an intermission. I dreamed I saw Joe last night. Life has you for me. This is I, but Joe, you're ten years dead. I never died, says he. I never died, says he. The copper bosses killed you, Joe. They shot you, Joe, says I. Takes more than guns to kill a man, says I never died, says he. I never died, says he. See you in 20 minutes. Thank you. Okay, now a couple by the incomparable Billy Holiday.
set we uh, just played for you now, Billy Holiday's very powerful rendition of Strange Fruit, played, when it was played in a New York club in 1939, it caused a great deal of controversy. In the early 50s, Holiday sang it and a, a white man stood up in the audience and harassed her. 
So she threw a glass at it and hit him in the head. But the case was dropped when uh, the man refused to give his ad address or identify himself at the trial. Billie Holiday. And before that, she sang that composition of Edward Kennedy Ellington, Solitude, um, a singer of not much range, but enormous feeling, emotion, um, the way she bent notes to redouble their their effect. And uh, Joan Baez before that with Joe Hill. Here's one you might sing to yourself late at night, women.
Tina Turner there with Nutbush City Limits. Uh, town like so many others, segregated. And uh, Emmy Lou Harris before that with two more bottles of wine. Let me get to our labor history department here. Working class history. On March 9, 1883, a large demonstration of the unemployed in Paris was broken up by police. Crowd led by Luis Michel and vanishing black flags looted bakeries and clashed with police. <coughs> Almost the same time as the uh, 1886 strike we referred to uh, the eight-hour day. On March 9th, 1914, women battled police in Glasgow during Emmeline Pankhurst's speaking tour of Scotland. The famous suffragette had been temporarily released from prison to nullify her hunger strike. Now the police sought to rearrest her so she would serve the remainder of her sentence. Battled police who were obliged to draw their batons. In the course of the melee, the excitement was intensified by a woman firing several blank rounds. Several blank rounds from a revolver. Okay. March 8, 1926, predominantly female members of the Fur and Leather Workers' Union in New York City went on strike and were beaten by police. However, they were undeterred and remained out until they won a 10% pay raise in a five-day week. Okay, about time for us to get out of here.
of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a pack. 
password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is... Uh, this is the Mutiny Radio FM, and it is time for the Flat Black Plastic Show.
Wait, that was a fault.